Congratulations, you found Tofty. Too old for that, yeah. I'm Karen Howie. And I'm Sue O'Brien. Tofty, Tofty, T-O-F-T-Y, Tofty, Tofty. Too old for that, yeah, na 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 Welcome to today's show where we're talking to Linda from Box Hill about her life juggling family, partners, B-hotels, karate. Uh, disco yeah, roller skating. Disco roller skating, yeah. She's very busy. And um, all yeah, how you do all that. Yep, that's right. And in our big brain bit, we're going to talk about, well, Karen will talk about a book called The Pleasures of Leisure. Beautiful. And then we're going beyond the front door and it's Karen starring again with her, well, the 30-year celebration of your book club. Is it in Bar- Bowen Heads? Yes, it's a Bowen Heads, Bowen Heads Bowen book Heads club. One. Mm-hmm. Yes. And where do you go for this celebration? We're going to Melbourne. Oh, how exciting. For us it is. <laughs> on, a, on the train, but there wasn't a train. Oh, it's a long story. There was a bus. Anyway, we did get to Melbourne. 13 women going to Melbourne for fun and excitement on the weekend. Today's guest, Linda from Box Hill, who's going to tell us about how she juggles full-time work and her many interests, including karate, roller skating, sailing, skiing, Douglas the Pet Rabbit and Bee Hotels. Hmm. Why, hello there, Karen. So lovely to see you and thank you for inviting me in today. I suppose I recognised some time ago that full-time work, running a household, being a partner, all of those things, I needed to find a way to just manage it all. So I went to karate and there I was with my sensei. And, uh, What's together, a sensei? You want to oh, yes. That? Okay. So sensei is a 70-year-old, very tiny, uno petito, <laughs> very fit man who practices karate and he's he speaks Greek. So we get little bits. Greek is his predominant language, but he's quite interesting. And um, all the years through karate, he keeps on yelling at me, Linda, what are you doing? Why are you kicking like that? You kick like an old lady. And I say, but sensei, I am an old lady. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, that's not good enough. And he says, love very flattering things. Linda, if I was your age, I'd be kicking to the roof. And I'd say, thank you, sensei. But it's not the case. So it's quite energising, karate. It just gives me freedom. And I step into the dojo, and um, which is the place where you practice karate. We've got a lovely one, and it's a wooden-lined scout hall, and we've got wooden floorboards, which just feel beautiful on bare feet. And uh, so, and then you just give yourself up to the space, which is doing all these various karate moves, fast ones, slow ones. And but um, you're uh, you do, you are actually um, doing the belts, the yes, black there. So yes, tell so, us about your belts. Oh yes, well, there's you have yes. to go through about nine belts to become a black belt. Then they're all lovely colours. There's the orange <laughs> belt, the yellow belt, the green belt, oh, the right. purple belt and the brown belt. I kept on saying to Sensei, I don't want to do, to become a black belt, you have to do that. But Sensei would say, Linda, you know, you've got to move on to your black belts. And I'd say, but no, Sensei, I don't want to be a black belt. I just want to be a grey belt. And he goes, Linda, 
There is no grey belt. I said, that's <laughs> the whole point. I just come here for the exercise and have freedom in my mind, but mm. never mind. Uh, so, yes, I've done my black belt number one and then you have to do more intense work for two years and I've done my black belt number two and then you have to do more intense work and I'm coming up to black belt number three at the end of this year, so... Oh, that's marvellous. And who is in the group? Is it? Oh, yes. Well, I'm probably the one. No, I'm the second oldest there. Most of them are gorgeous looking <laughs> 21 <laughs> to 30 year old men in the group. A few women, uh, cultural mix. It's all quite interesting. I quite like, but the actual going full of the black belt is quite a fascinating exercise because it goes for three hours and they lock the door. And when you go in there, only other black belts can be in there. Oh, I like that. Oh, it's, it's very, very formal. Very oh, formal. Yes. Oh, yes. We've got our lovely little karate suits that we have to wear. Of course. Yes. Mm. So it's all fascinating. So that's so karate gives me, it's probably my creative way of managing because I'm, I'm not much of a reader and um, I'm interested in the sciences. So that's my that's my creative space. space. Yeah. Now, th but then you went on to roller skating. Oh, yes. Yeah, tell us about that. <laughs> Yes. Well, roller skating, now that just happened a couple of years ago because uh, I knew that for two years I couldn't go skiing due to other commitments. So, um, and I was terrified at my tender age <laughs> of losing my sense of balance because it starts going now. Mm. So I thought, well, how am I going to manage this? So a colleague of mine is a roller disco aficionado and uh, he invited me along to his dance group. It's roller, roller dance, actually. Roller dance. Yes. Wow. Roller dance is interesting. Uh, yes. Mm. So now I can go forwards and backwards. Ah. I can do spirals. I can do twizzles. And, um, you might have explained a twizzle. A twizzle is where you, you're crossing your legs in and out around each other all the time. It's very hard. Like a double helix. A double helix. Oh, yes. That's, That's absolutely right. right. Going forward well, yeah. with double helix Lips. with your skates. Oh. Very good. Good times. Yes. So now I'm jumping. I do quite like the jumping in the air. So I, I roll along a bit and I jump and I do 180 degrees and then I land and go backwards. That's so is it, is it just confidence? Because to me that seems like the first thing I'll be thinking is I'm going to crash and fall yes. and hurt myself. Well, mm. I, I do tell people, particularly mm. when I'm going off to roller skating, that I'm going off for another hour of anxiety and fear. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's not really so. Yeah. It doesn't sound very enjoyable then to me. <laughs> well, but it is because there's achievement. No, it's not a bad achievement. No, there's something freeing when you're on your roller skates and you go a little bit fast and you just go forward mm. and the air's mm. going by, oh, it, by you, and you're in mm. your own little space. It's fun. Oh, fun! It's just oh. pure. Oh. You can't describe it. It's kind mm. of like it's a young feeling, like we yeah. had when we used to ride really fast on a bike down a hill. Yes, yeah, a young it's a feeling. Simil it's a oh, similar feeling. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. So what about skiing? So you really... Yeah. Oh, yes. So skiing, um, we were cross-country skis. We loved that. We'd go out for four or five days at a time and mm. pitch our snow tents. Then we'd dig into the snow and have the lounge set up. The snow would be... <laughs> we'd have a lounge made of snow for the morning sun and a lounge made of snow to catch the afternoon sun when we'd sit and have our hot chocolates and stuff. It's just fantastic. But uh, those days went, of course, when we had a family, so we had to join a ski lodge. And then we, we started downhill skiing, which is very different. Yes. And I absolutely love that. That's just such fun. Such Going, fun, yeah, yes. Yeah, catching a pommer up and mm. the sound of the snow and the sound of the ice when it catches on the trees and it tinkles 
and it's got this beautiful chime that you can't describe anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, and the silence. Yeah. Oh, silence. oh, yes. yes, yes. No insects. Too. Love it. No insects. No spiders, Brilliant. no snakes, no nothing. No, that's right. All those wonderful so, things. So, yeah, skiing's good times. So that's good times. So yeah. This is great. So all these things help you bandage. Yeah. But I do happen to know that you do have a pet... <laughs> Douglas the rabbit. Oh, yeah. I mean, you really have to explain this to people because Douglas just doesn't live outside. There's no, something, no. There's specialness about Douglas. Yes, well, Douglas is particularly handsome in the, the rabbit world, as the vet has told us every single time we take for his annual checkup. She goes, Oh my God, he's so handsome. P quick, get a photo of him, put him up on our Facebook page. <laughs> Because he's this gorgeous grey blue. Oh, oh yes, he's, he's very big. He's very big. Yes. Yeah, you have to. He's really big. He looks yes. like a dog. Yes, he does look like <laughs> a miniature dog. I mean, I have seen Douglas. Have to confess, and I, I was taken by his. Yeah, <laughs> I was taken extraordinary by him extraordinary good looks. He's extraordinarily good looking, but he does live in the house with you, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he's house trained. So he you must explain this. Yes, so he mm. he has a little corner where we put the tray and with he, the kitty litter. Yeah, see the kitty litter. Yeah, mm. and he just hops in there. And and does his business, so we don't have to worry about that. Did you have to train else. him to do no, that? No, no, most rabbits will train. If you put hay there, they'll go to where the hay is. Oh, right. Nice private corner with hay and a little bit of grass there for them. Uh, can I say this? It's for them to chew and poo. That's what they like to do. So they have a little tray yeah. where they do that. And so, yes, he's got free range. He has his favourite TV shows. He does quite like Netflix. <laughs> we do spend hours, me and Douglas, watching Netflix together. Ah, uh, yes, he did like a couple of science fiction shows. In the afternoon, he will hop up on while one of our children is studying and uh, will lay on her bed and she just leans across from her desk and pats him and it's like it's his throne. He's laying there, it's on his throne. Yes, yeah, and he does like lying in front of the fire. Oh, yes, he like does love it like a dog, loves the fire in winter. Yes. Yeah, and summertime, we, you know, he goes out in the garden, hops around, we'll come and investigate hanging clothes on the line. He quite likes that activity. And doesn't he like chewing things? Yes, he does. He doesn't anymore. He's grown out. That was an adolescent behaviour. Oh, really? Yeah. So he doesn't chewing do the, the wires, all the oh, wires in the house. Oh, that's true. He does. There is a particular type of wire that, like I said, that's oh. a headphone wire. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone through thousands of dollars of headphones. And if you happen to be wearing the headphones and he just, and he will... Just get up and snip it, and then the headphone's gone. So, and, and how old is Douglas? Seven or eight, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gee. So he's and he's lived inside all that, all that time. Yes, yeah. yes. So he's he's a rescue rabbit. He can climb ladders. I've seen him witness him. He climbs out little ladders. Oh, ladders. He, has, he knows how to put his paws one up against the other. If he doesn't like where he is, he will get out. He will get out. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, he's he's a good boy. He has posters of him. I gave it to a work colleague, and she doesn't even work in the same office. Everybody goes, "Oh my God." That is a beautiful rabbit. Who's it? She says that it's that lady's over there. <laughs> and then in the ED department at one of the hospitals, there's a, also a picture of him up on the wall. And because, uh, of course, you can imagine the intense environment with, um, particularly in the ED department, yes. and people come in and say, Oh my God, there's a gorgeous rabbit up. Why is a rabbit there for starters? And then they say, and then someone's written under it, um, Why call a cat team when you have a rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> So, Linda, I also know that your garden's very important to you. So do you want to tell us about, you know, what goes on in your garden? Oh, yes. So, yes, the garden. The, that's the other place that I go to give, get sent to myself and I truly love my garden. I've got, I'm trying to make frog gardens everywhere. So there's lots of water around, totally au natural and... 
we've decided to go the no mow garden. So every house we've ever had, we've, we've just put in native grasses and things because we don't have time to even mow anymore. So um, number one, I have to um, get out there and keep keep up with the good cause. So I'm now encouraging more and more insects into my garden. So I'm into bee hotels and insect hotels. Yes. Could you explain that to me? This is a very big thing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. What, what, yes. Now, what are they? Well, they're... Well, they're for native insects. So we have lots of native bees in the garden and lots of native in insects. So native bees, mm. they are solitary bees often and they live in little clay bricks or little bits of um, twigs and things that you twine together very tightly and they lay their new little pupae for the next generation to come through in there. Mm. And you can um, also, for my favourite native mm. bee, which is the blue-banded bee, he is just adorable. He's got beautiful blacky blue and white stripes and he makes a really loud buzzing sound and he, he when he watch him fly he flies in hexagonals really yes very That's interesting most unusual i know mm. i love mm. him you love so him so i mm. want some so i'm trying to encourage those them in my garden and then of course there's the nighttime activities which is i have become quite obsessed about um, lights in my garden so i have strings of lights everywhere i have lights for all occasions and the beautiful colors of these Cheap and nasty outdoor <laughs> lights. I just love in the evening. Yes, it's, that, it's a beautiful look. I have been in this garden at night and it is absolutely sensational. You just... Oh, please, Karen, really. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh, it's, no, it is. it's magical. It's a little paradise. It's, there's these beautiful overhanging trees and these oh, lovely different... And over the years there's been... Yeah, you went through the colour phase, which was yes. pretty out there, psychedelic, but now it's more muted, isn't it? It is muted. With, yes. I think I had a bit of an Asian fusion thing You did. You did there because it was very... Bright, it was extremely bright and colourful. <laughs> well, so that's all now, but um, what are your plans for the future? Well, we have managed to purchase a lovely Hobie cat or something similar to a little catamaran. But the great thing about this one, Karen, mm. is that in the hull, the hulls are empty and they have um, big uh, seals on them so they can open up the seal and then you pack in your camping gear. So the plan is to go sailing. We might start off with down at the lakes, down near, you know... Um, Bairnsdale. Yeah, mm. Bairnsdale Way or mm, Lakes Entrance Way. Yep. And uh, start kicking off practising. So it'd be sailing and um, pulling up on the beach and camping at night. So they can put... Oh. They have enough space to put ice so you can put oh, you food, food and stuff. And everything. And, yeah, you know, the camping oh, gear. I'm very that's excited that's about that. Oh, yes, of course we need time. We're time poor at the moment, but that will happen probably... Down the track in a few years' time. time. Very oh, excited marvellous. about that. So that, that's the, the sailing future. will be the next one because we have sailed in the past, mm. but we haven't in more recent years. This stupid time poor stuff. But mm. we're hoping we'll get back to sailing because there is something. There seems to be a running theme there, doesn't it? The yeah. sailing, the skating, Ding, exactly. yeah, and the skiing, skiing, all that sense of movement. It's just yes, and the fun. karate. And the, and the fun. Oh, karate, yes. Yes, and the oh, karate. That's when I have to do the jumps in the air. That always feels funny. That feels when funny. When someone my age is jumping, jumping in, in the, the air, air and going, right. kia! Kia! Marvellous. Yeah, good. Well, I'd like to thank you for oh, coming yes. in this morning, Linda. That's yeah, fantastic. That's very good. Yeah, thank we've you. all had a lesson in how you can yeah. keep living, <laughs> working full time, and living your life. Yes, thank you that very is much. Good. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye. Oh, look, Linda's wonderful. And look, she's very lucky that she's physically able to do all those sorts of things. I would absolutely love to, Karen, but I've got a dodgy yes. back. 
and I just can't, you know. I so know. I do other things yeah, that I can right. do. Oh, and of course, Linda does things like love her rabbit. Yes, yes. And that everyone, can, <laughs> everyone can love a rabbit. Everyone can love a rabbit. <laughs> and Douglas is very lovable. Yes, he is. Mm. Even though the grey matter might be shrinking, it's a good idea to keep on thinking. And this is it. The big brain bit. So, for our big brain bit today, I thought we could talk about one of my favourite books ever, Oh, big call, Karen, best ever. Oh, yes, (laughs) best ever. Well, it's the best ever because I went to listen to this bloke talk at the Point Lonsdale Bowling Club about two years ago, and he was wonderful. Do you know what? He was so wonderful in this meaningful way that he, he just made such an effort with this bunch of rural readers say that fast. Yes, I know. Very <laughs> he good. He made us feel and understand our leisure time was elemental to having a good life. Oh, I like the sound of this. Who is this bloke and what's the message? Well, it's the writer Robert Desai, The Pleasures of Leisure, which I'm just going to wave at you, Sue. Oh, it's yes, here. I can see it. Yes, uh, lovely. I've got his autograph. Very colourful. Oh, yes, I would have annoyed him yeah. and made him sign it. But Robert's a writer of fiction, autobiography, uh, traveller's tales, and he taught Russian um, language and literature at the ANU and then he um, actually did a whole lot of shows, um, books and writing on the ABC. On Radio National, I think. That's right. And so, you know, he's a very well-rounded, very intellectual, wonderful person. But this book, he talks about his ideas about leisure and its importance. In fact, he writes from Hobart, that's Mm -hmm. where he lives. Beautiful Hobart. Yes, that at leisure it transpires we are at our most intensely and pleasurably human Oh, okay. So really, is he saying that we're truly ourselves when we're loafing around, hanging out, doing nothing except listening to podcasts? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) No, he does. He says, this is where you find yourself. I found this fascinating. That's Mm -hmm. why you all should go and buy this book. You know, I know it sounds a bit mad. And, um, but I wish you all could have been there to listen to him because he was brilliant in the way he explained it. But, you know, his book, there's a lot of people in there who praise idleness. I'm just going to throw out there for the big brainers of you. Listen to this. Aristotle, Tacitus, Seneca, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, Anton Chekhov and the Buddhist poet Kenko. It sounds like a list of the latest restaurants in Brunswick. Or, or, or should I say Footscray? I love Footscray. <laughs> that's now the coolest suburb. Yeah, I think people should name their <laughs> restaurants, restaurants after all these famous philosophers. <laughs> well, you know, he's a, he really loves name dropping in a big way. Yes, but these true. guys all said leisure's really important. Um, and leisure as opposed to laziness. Oh, like, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, and so I'm going to explain this to you and you're going to tell me what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It's all right. I'm going to explain We got lost with the list there. We did get lost with the list. people in history who write in the praise of idleness. That's right. They do write I, I, I'm Okay. Well, uh, you explain to me how the whole thing works. Karen. Okay. I'm going to say with pleasure. Okay. Oh, oh, with pleasure, the See, pleasure. The oh, yes, oh, that's pleasure. Anyway, well, the same makes this case that we have to take leisure seriously. I love this. Mm-hmm. And it will give us back our freedom to enjoy life and deepen our sense of who we are as human beings. Now, well, I think oh. Linda has done this. Yes, she has. Linda from actually, Box Hill. Yeah. She says to balance her life, she needs yes. freedom, she needs for her mind to breathe, and, and she has these leisure pursuits that allow that to happen 
for That's her and right. give her balance. Yeah, and even simple things like patting Douglas all the time, the yeah. rabbit. Mm. So he means by leisure everything like walking, travelling, learning, playing, taking siestas. He oh, loves those. Yes. Listening to music and simply doing nothing. He's a big fan of doing nothing. Well, it's pretty obvious that we need leisure time. You can't just work. You know, all the time. No, but or look after your family uh, yeah, all the time. You can't, but, but I think it's people often define themselves, you know, like through their money or status mm. or work. But he maintains we have a right, and it's essential that we rest well. That's a mm. quote from his book, and that we loaf. I love all these mm. bits and groom and mm. nest and play. They are actually the titles of the chapters in his oh, book. Okay. Yeah, so when he says the aim of leisure is first and foremost to make us masters of our own time as one never is when you're working. Well, yeah, especially because we worked in education and you're controlled by bells. Oh, yes. And you know, like I'm Pavlov's dogs, that's off right. you go. I'm still a time, you've got to be on time nut because yeah. of that. But, yes, yeah, so getting away from all that, here we go. It's not so much the freedom to do nothing but the freedom to do anything. Okay, so... So in the later years of our lives with more leisure time, well, not everyone does. They might be looking after grandchildren or oh, elderly yeah. parents and we'll go into those sorts of things in later episodes. We are going to do that, yeah. Because they're the things that impact our, our um, phase of life as well. That's right. Um, so, but this book can make you feel good about yes. yourself, simply enjoying strolling along in the warm sunshine, being yourself. Oh, exactly. And I can't believe that he actually spends a, nearly a whole chapter on the art of walking alone or idly through a cityscape with lots of marvellous examples like his friend Richard who says to walk idly means leaving things open-ended but with a few possibilities in mind. It's seeing where you end up. There is something so freeing about that. Well, that that's just reminded me, Karen, um, we recently visited Japan, had a, an absolutely beautiful time mm. and one of the most amazing experiences we had was going on the Philosopher's Walk along the canal and it happened to be cherry blossom oh, time as well. But that was so uh, – an incredible calmness came over both my husband and I, um, inexplicable, but it just – you just felt so peaceful. Well, that's funny because that, that there, there is a whole lot of stuff about walk, walking in different cities. And mm. he actually talked – when he was at Point Lonsdale, he talked about walking around Point Lonsdale and looking – he loved the fact that Point Lonsdale – and it does. It has loads of people with their dogs mm. and he loves dogs. There's a lot about dogs in the book. Yeah. But, you know, so he just says, go to a place, walk around. He said – and in that – there is va- just intrinsic value in that. In the you simplicity know, of it all. Yeah. That's right. So he also writes a lot about the values of siestas and drinking tea. Oh, marvellous. My kind of bloke. He is my kind of bloke too. <laughs> so I highly recommend that to you all out there. Um, it's With- a wonderful book. Great. Yeah. You've got a big smart telly and pay TV. And a very, very comfy chair. But sometimes the walls, they start closing in. And there's a world of adventures out there. And if you want to know more, you want to do more, you want to see more. Then you've got to go beyond the front door. Okay, Karen, now I'm going to interview you for Beyond the Front Door this episode and you go beyond your front door 
quite a lot to your book club. That's right, Sue. I've been in a book club for 30 years. Oh, that's amazing. It 30 is, years. 30 years of every Monday night. Well, not every Monday night. That's an absolute lie. It's once <laughs> a month. I'm lying here, everybody. No, once a month we meet at each other's houses. And the key, apart from the book, is the food mm. and the home-baked cake. Beautiful. Yeah, yep. and the glass of champagne. Yes, got yeah. to have that. It's an absolute ritual and it's been going on there's been different people over the years, but then there's a core group of about seven or eight of us mm-hmm. who've been meeting together all our lives. In Barwon Heads? No, we go to each other's houses. and some Oh, of them oh some aren't in Barwon Heads. No, they live in Wallington and Geelong mm-hmm. and Ocean Grove. Well, so you're getting beyond your front door I again. Am. I am. Yeah, Brimley. You've got to drive there in the dark. You can ride your bikes locally. We bike ride around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just wonderful because... We catch up and we all, we've been through so much together. We've had like our kids, we've had losses. Partners. We've had losses, yeah. We've lost mm. partners. Um, we've had illnesses and you can come to book club and leave everybody behind, although we did bring the babies when we were breastfeeding. They'd oh, come. Yes. <laughs> because we now have all got grandchildren who we endlessly swap photos about, but yes. my friend says only three. Oh, yeah, three photos, that's, that's it, tops. That's it, tops, no more. So I'm, I'm interrupting you, but I, I think it's like so many things that, it. okay, you go there to talk about the book, but it's really about the social connection, the friendship, the support, oh, the so understanding, true. the lack of judgment when you've known people that long. Yes, that's right, when you've known people that long. And then when you've known people that long, you decide to go away with them for the weekend. Oh, you do. <laughs> After 30 this years. This is really beyond the front door. This was really big for us. Yes, we went to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. We were excited about the train because everyone goes up on the train quite a lot nowadays because the driving is so horrendous. So, but it was a bus. It wasn't a train, it, it was a bus. It wasn't a train at all. And the man, I said it has to be 13 of us sitting together. Was this just a normal bus, like a normal uh, well, regional it a, bus? It was, it was replacing the train. Oh, we right. Okay, it's bus. complicated. I, I know. You, I you demanded your own bus. I did. I said, look, you know, I'm not getting in with everybody else. <laughs> he thought I was very demanding, but then he became oh. my best friend. Yeah, right. so he, they were very helpful, Vila. I have to say, and shepherding us on the bus and off we went. And we stayed at the Victoria Hotel and we just went around as a group doing a tour. Of the city, Melbourne as a city of literature. Yeah. Fabulous. Was it? I recommend mm. it to everyone. Get to know your city. Of course, some of the women were not born in Melbourne and hadn't spent a lot of time in Melbourne. I had spent some time in Melbourne myself, but I didn't know half the things. This wonderful mayor uh, took us around and he showed us incredible things. Uh, we went to interesting bookshops. Uh, we saw where um, Frank Hardy printed. Do you remember that book, Power Without Glory? Yes, that of course. It was so controversial. Yeah. Mm. Well, he actually – what a great story this is. Mm-hmm. I'll just tell you this one. Yeah, business. go for it. But he actually printed that book because it was so controversial because it was about the developer, the Catholic developer in Melbourne, mm-hmm. John Wren, who in the book is accused of having – his wife has, of having an affair. And this was shocking in the day, shocking, mm-hmm. shocking. And um, they were trying to stop it being printed even. Mm-hmm. So they printed it in different sections all over Melbourne. Oh. And we went to one of the sections where they printed it and then they, at the given stroke of a pen mm. or in the hour, they got the books all together. Now, someone's probably going to ring us up and tell us, this is I've got it all wrong. <laughs> but apparently they did assemble the book very quickly and got it into bookshops mm. and people knew it was coming. Um, and the Communist Party helped him. So we went to Communist Party headquarters. Now, you remember the Coles Funny Picture Books. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. It's weird. It's nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the current Coles. No. No. Nothing at all. And the Coles Funny Picture Book uh, Arcade. 
mm. which was really interesting because they had monkeys and it's now just a closed-in bit of a shell. It was really mm. sad. I, I sort of got nostalgic for a, an era that was quieter and calmer. It was it, So the tour was really great because he described it and, and read things from the day about mm. what, what Melbourne was like. And I got mm. a real nostalgia for Melbourne and then you realise the layers of Melbourne. Actually in um, uh, Collins Street there's an amazing mural. Yeah. It's huge and mm. I don't want to float my boat here, but I oh. actually knew it was there. Oh. So, uh, Maya, <laughs> so Maya, you sort of guided Maya no, no, towards I this. I said, look at this amazing mural. It's just near Peter Shepherd's shoe store. Mm. Oh, okay, yes, oh, another tell, icon of Melbourne. Melbourne. Yeah. And so just, just look up, next time you're there, look up on that side and you'll see this incredible mural. Mm, yeah. So the weekend was really wonderful. It was so much fun. We had a dinner. Did you have name tags? Uh, no, we had authors. Uh, everyone had an uh, had to dig into my little bag. I was the organizer of this event. Mm. Then they had to get pick out a pin, and it was a female author. Yeah. So we had Jane Austen with us, mm. and we had Agatha Christie, and we had. Um, you know, all those other women. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of them. But, oh, no, we had fun. We played games with that. And then, well, one of the other things that the book club ladies have to do is when they go travelling, they have to bring back a bookmark from a country. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. It is a yeah. beautiful thing. But only one lady keeps them all, Sue, who's very organised. And Sue mm. actually had them all. And you know what she did? She went to the restaurant mm. and strung them all up. Oh, that's beautiful. All across, yeah, the restaurant was just lovely. Can I mention the restaurant? Oh, why not? Why not? The moat. The moat's got all books. It's very booky. And it was yeah. it was um, writer's week. Oh, look, it was just magic. And we, mm. we reflected on the, the whole, the 30 years and all the things that had happened to us. Mm. And it's still going. We're still meeting Monday nights and we're still arguing about the book. Everyone has such different opinions. Yes, but that's the whole point, isn't it? Yeah. I just think one way and I go, oh, you know, I really hated that. And we often say that we come away appreciating the book better. Because yeah, because you've heard an, a different interpretation. That's yeah. right. We're actually members of the CAE book club because I know there's so many book clubs out there and they run in very different ways. Mm. Some people uh, read their own book and talk about it once a month or three, every three weeks or something. Some people um, get them from the local libraries. The local mm. libraries now do book club boxes. Uh, but we've been in the CA for 30 years and every time we try and change them, we think, no, nah, no, nah, it's good. Yeah, it's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, my, that was going out the front door, going to Melbourne and going to my book club, which is one of my pleasures of leisure. Yes. Which I really love and um, I really appreciate Robert to say making me value that because you just sort of tend to say, oh, you know, book club, but it's great. Yeah, really good. And we good. hope that you out there will think about your leisure time in a more in a very positive way as well. Yes, and realise there's this great intellectual underpinning. You know, all those big name people. I mean, who <laughs> doesn't love Tacitus and Seneca? I mean, really, if you're not quoting them in your life. <laughs> anyway, we are nearing the end of the show and we have so far celebrated two wonderful women, uh, Rini and Linda, in our Blabber Chat segments. Yes. We are on, on the hunt for blokes we are yes. we are hunting for some blokes. Yes, um, and who want to chat to us? Yeah, who yeah. want to chat to us? So they will be coming in coming episodes. Yes, it's not. A, it isn't just an all female show. Although we have enjoyed oh, well, it. Well, you're lot. female and I'm female, so oh, we did. well, yes, <laughs> it's an all female show. <laughs> From one point of view. <laughs> From one point of view, but we are inviting men on. We, we would like men to come and onto our show too to give 
the perspective when they're retiring as well. Or not retiring or, or, not or retiring. still working yeah. in, you know, in this third age. And the thing is, you know, women have little trouble connecting in many cases. I they agree. talk more. I... And it's a sweeping statement, of course, but the women I know, you know, yes. will ask for your help with problems and all that kind of thing. And we know from the development of things such as men's sheds and the Western Bulldogs men's programs and all that kind of thing. Go doggies, go doggies. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, we just want a grandfather. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. <laughs> um, that we know how important those things are. And uh, Yes, yeah. they are. Con- and, making connections. And making big differences in men's lives. So we will go on the lookout for blokes. Yes. So that's it. That's it. Um, we hope you enjoyed the first three episodes of Tofty. We're currently working on some more episodes and they'll be available before Christmas. So that's right. see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Tofty, Tofty, T-O-F-T-Y, Tofty, Tofty.